All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. Welcome to the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin. I'm sitting here with Jake Giraffe. How's it going, Jake? Good. Excited to have our guest on today. Yep. We have an in-studio guest here, Mr. David Ortega. How you doing, David? Doing great, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for coming. All right. Well, we'll get into uh, Mr. Dave later here, but let's, uh, what do we got in the mortgage buzz, Jake? Uh, we got an article from Zillow that uh, indicates that uh, there are 23 cities that have median home values of a million dollars or more. Um. Yeah, so I, I think the the best thing about this is it shows that equity is, uh, you know, home values are going back up again. Um, you know, it says it's pretty much from 164 in 2017 to 179, or, uh, 197 now. So um, even though it's it's mostly coastal areas, obviously it's it's not necessarily Minneapolis. I think it's it's a good reflection of the health of the market. And, you know, you're starting to see equity come back in at, at you know, record paces. Um, and it kind of goes into the, the tax thing that we we're talking about the other day about how, you know, they're trying to actually boost up the, you know, the, the tax credit. The yeah, yep, because, yep. you know, again, these people, you know, homes, you know, the average home, I, I think Dave can attest the average home, what was Jimmy buying in San Diego was what, uh, like a million dollars, you know? Yeah, I mean, three quarters of a million. Yeah. That's just that's just a starting rate. That's not much home. Yeah. yeah, and you know that's just, you know, and that's that's just that, you know, that's just San Diego, you know, and then you have you know other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of outlines a few, as it says, most are coastal. A couple, couple Florida. Um, yeah, no Minnesota though on the list. <laughs> nope, we didn't quite make this one. But our, you know, the the. The equity gains, they're there. The, the, the whole market's very strong, and I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a national reflection of, you know, just, just how much it's come back. Mm-hmm. Yep, given lots of opportunities for, like we talked about, those cash-out refis or, and stuff like that with that equity. Absolutely. If you bought in, you know, 2010, 2012, you're probably sitting pretty good with equity right now, um, you know, and, you know, not, it's a good time to buy an investment property or... Come see the folks at Satori Mortgage and, you know, see if you may be the pay off debt or, you know, or just pay off your house. Yep, absolutely. Either or, it's not yep. horrible. All right. Well, so Dave Ortega, he is the founder of Satori Mortgage. He's my business partner. I've known him for many, many of years. Um, so today we're going to do a short segment um, basically on Satori Mortgage. We're going to st- talk about uh, the history of Satori and a little bit of your background, Dave. So, Dave, when did uh, when was Satori Mortgage founded? October 7th, 2005 at 9.37 a.m. My previous company asked me to step down and uh, go back to being a loan officer, and I wasn't ready for that. I wanted to start with my own thing. And uh, I took out my notebook paper and wrote my 14 bullet points of the business plan, and Satori was born. Nobody would ever accuse you of not uh, being analytical there, Dave. <laughs> I, always say, I, I always say I'm the sales guy, he's the analytical guy. You know, that's, why, that's why we're good, you know, salt and pepper. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, at least he's got the time down. I, you know, was it Central? <laughs> that, was, that was Central time, nice. that's right. Nice. Uh, 
Dave, what's what's your background? I grew up in Michigan, graduated from University of Michigan, moved out here after college, um, started in the mortgage business. I worked with a couple companies before for a couple of years, and then when I left and started Satori, we actually borrowed a mortgage license from a real estate company um, to get the company started. And then once we made enough money to purchase the Satori license, uh, that was February of 2006, February 23rd, 2006, when we actually purchased the Satori license, and we were officially off on our own. And it was the uh, the standard basement story. Started in my investment property, working from the basement, and um, we've been uh, grinding ever since. Yeah, I can attest that basement. Um, You've been in the basement. I had a very very <laughs> strong order of of pee. We had a, we had a nice nice big puppy there. That, yeah, uh, and didn't, it, didn't really it, like it, us being there. It liked to <laughs> like to urinate on the carpet. Um, you know, and that that kind of brings me to the one thing. You know, is. Dave, 2006, um, 2006 is, you know, in the housing, I guess in the current, you know, not going back into the 70s or 80s, but in the current market thing, you know, especially since 2000, you know, 2006 was a very pivotal year. That was, you know, when it started to decline, right? The, the yeah, housing market. Two, 2006 to 2008 is when everything started to fall apart. Um, that's where you saw subprime dry up and uh, interest rates you know, reaching six, I think we were given some 7% interest rates and in conforming loans. So, um, you know, you were to, if we were to say that today, you know, that would scare people away. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. We, we definitely needed to reach down and, um, you know, look, look deep inside ourselves to find the strength to be able to make it through. And, um, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we definitely, Satori definitely survived, you know, I, I'd say, you know, we definitely survived on, you know, really, well, we were, at least I was, didn't need any money. Well, <laughs> that was nice. You know? <laughs> we, of, had, we had nice parents. A lot of $300 uh, months. Yeah. A lot of $300 yeah. income months. But, you know, we, we were innovative. <laughs> you know, the one thing at Satori is we've always been innovative. We've always been client focused. Um, as you can tell with, with Dave's uh, time, time stamps, he's very <laughs> analytical. You know, we used to have something called the Satori Wealth Builder. And that, building yeah, I remember, and that was a way where, you know, it, it, there was a product on the market where basically you're using HELOCs to buy down, you know, your your uh, fr first mortgage, and it was pretty complicated, and that was, you know, that was, took about three years. Yeah, 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 we had to find something to, to niche ourselves out, to allow us to stand out, and, um, yeah, instead of using a bank checking account, you use your, your home equity line of credit, and, uh it's a way to accelerate the mortgage, pay it down faster. So, and we're still, you know, we're still at Satori. We're still, you know, looking for the programs. You know, like our Satori niche programs. You know, non-QM. Dave mentioned subprime. Dave, what is subprime? Subprime. <laughs> well, now we call it portfolio or non-QM. Satori niche. <laughs> um, you know, it's essentially not uh, not your standard bucket. So, you know, you've got your conventional Fannie Freddie stuff. You've got your FHA, VA, USDA, uh, and then, you you know, to some extent, Jumbo. So anything that really doesn't fit that bucket, um, uh, that, that would be considered the non-QM or the portfolio or, um, you know, back in the day it was called subprime bank statement loans, uh, you know, the horrifying Nina knees and Stated income, stated asset, you know, no more of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I personally believe that that was one of the, uh, that, that's the difference between, I think this is an actual true healthy housing market, um, where I think then it was really propped up with, you know, the, the liar loans, as now they're called, where, 
you know, literally you could, people would say, I want that house. Well, you don't make enough money. Well, let's just state your income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff that I, I, you know, I was, I shortly joined the industry at the tail end, but the stuff I saw, you know, compared to today was <laughs> pretty remarkable. Yeah, the regulations are definitely they're in place for a reason, and it um, it's definitely helpful, you know, forcing the customer to be able to prove why they're going to be able to pay as opposed to just putting a number on the application. Um, very important, and I think that, you know, to see a recession coming in the near future, less than likely. So, and uh, talking about the history of Satori, I think it's also very important to talk about kind of more of the recent history and kind of uh, how we're exploding into other states. You want to go over what states we're in now and kind of the last few years, what's happened? Yeah, yeah, we're in Minnesota, uh, we're in Florida, we're in Colorado, Texas, and Iowa, and uh, multiple branches in Florida right now. Um, on the horizon, we are looking to expand um, some of the states that we're looking to move into, Maryland, California, Wisconsin, Illinois, Georgia, not necessarily in that order. Um, we've had a nice recruiting you know, front in the past, uh, past couple months here, um, expanding our staff. So, um, yeah, we're excited. There's a lot coming down. Lot coming yeah, down and I think the, the market, it's shifting back to, you know, what we talk about on the show about, you know, working with people to have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, and I hopefully that someday it, it will come into people will go to a loan officer and sit down and discuss their options. You know, what's it like to buy a flipper house? What's it like to, you know, put 30% down, you know, and I think that's the best thing about Satori Mortgage and why we thrived and made it through everything is because, you know, we, we, as a mortgage broker, we actually work for the clients. I don't, we don't make any money off the end loans. So, yep. all right, well, that's the music. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. See you after the break. It's summertime and the neighborhood is full of activity. Blue Sky Services offers power washing and soft washing for home siding, composite decks, walkways, roofs, and more. They will have your home sparkling like new without damaging your exterior landscape or yard. Call 651-447-4484 to take advantage of the final sale before the fall this month only. Get an early start with Blue Sky's August sale prices and keep your house looking healthy while adding value to your home. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. Tune in to Democracy Now! for real, independent news and analysis. I'm Amy Goodman. Join me and Juan Gonzalez as we speak with a wide range of people around the world, giving you access to people and perspectives rarely heard on corporate media. Catch Democracy Now! every weekday at 2 p.m. on AM 950. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Minnesota has a lot going on this summer, and I don't want to miss a moment of it. However, my carpets remind me of the good times later. That's why I call Zero Res. I'm not willing to waste a beautiful summer weekend washing rugs, so don't worry because the carpet cleaning heroes at Zero Res can help. So schedule your cleaning today by calling 952-ZERO-RES, or you can book online at ZeroResMinnesota.com. Don't forget to ask for the special AM 950 listener pricing. Zero Res, spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. 
This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP, or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. Welcome back to the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin, and I'm back with Jake. How's it going, Jake? Good. Glad to be here. And we got some questions that we're going to pose to both you and our uh, guest here, Dave. All right. Nervous question guys. segment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our favorite, some question and answers. First one we got here is, why is Satori a mortgage broker? Um. Well, Dave? Oh, man. You're putting me on the spot already. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. I kind of uh, hopped, hopped onto the train, you know? <laughs> I didn't really have a choice. Uh, when I started in the business, I started with a mortgage broker, so that's really all I know. But um, being in the business and studying the other options, you know, retail bank, uh, correspondent, bankers, you know, all the various terms, what I've found is um, being a broker, you know, having access to, you know, 30-plus banks or so, each bank having different guidelines, different products, you know, if you do the math on it, you know, where you go to a bank and they have one set of guidelines, one, you know, one set of product portfolio, um, we have uh, quite a bit more that we're able to do. And um, our pricing is also more aggressive because we have a wholesale price, so our, our rate sheets. Um, yeah, and I, I, just to add on that, finish that out, is a mortgage broker is the only model that's actually in the client's best interest because we don't close in our name. So we have no incentive to go from lender A, B, or C and on the end products, it's it's truly is the best option for the clients because like they say, if banks compete for your business, you win. Yep. I, I think I've heard that on the TV at some yeah. point. <laughs> it's probably a trademark. But, hey. I, I usually tell people that, um, you know, our job is to help you apply for a loan. So, you know, we're your advocate. You go into, uh, you know, the bigger banks, you know, you're going in there on your own and you're going to work with their staff. You know, when you work with our staff or you work with the mortgage broker staff, you're going in and you've got an advocate on your side. So when you start getting pushed back from underwriting, you know, we're there to fight for you. So. All right, uh, another question we got here is, how does a mortgage broker get paid? So a mortgage broker gets paid really two ways. Um, one can be the, by the borrower. Um, it's called a borrower paid, which is very, it's very rare these days that, you know, a borrower actually pays an origination fee. You know, um, the more popular way, and I'd say probably about 90% of our loans, it's called lender paid. So as we discussed before, you know, these banks, lenders, they want your business and they pay us for your business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're, we're 
directly paid by the lender versus generally, you know, not paid by the borrower. Um, what is a, the difference between a mortgage broker and a major bank? All right. Well, Davey kind of kind of touched on this a little bit, kind of helped me out. A broker, you know, we we have we have options, right? Where you know, as you know, like you said, that the the Fargo name before, they um, they kind of just have what they have, right? Yeah, well, as a broker, you know, essentially we have multiple banks. A bank is one. A broker would be a combination of many banks. So, um, again, you know, bank has one set of guidelines, one set of products that they offer. You know, the broker has many banks, and each one of those has many sets of guidelines and many sets of products. So, Simply, we like to think of ourselves somewhat as a mortgage shopper. They come in, a borrower comes in, and we go and we price out banks and stuff to find the appropriate lender for that individual. Absolutely. But, you know, also, too, I, I think that the thing that gets glossed over the most is the loan officer. Um, you know, Dave can attest of doing this business for so long, you know, our, our knowledge um, for products and stuff out there. I mean, we know Freddie, we know Fannie, we know all, all types of different things. And if you're a loan officer for a mortgage broker, you, you're probably going to know and have more options than you are if you're a loan officer for just one product. You've seen more things, you know, so to because speak. generally, you know, they only know their products. Where you know the good thing about a mortgage, you know, a loan officer and a mortgage broker is literally the knowledge base. You know, you 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 know, not only the the you know bank A, but you know bank B, you know bank C, and everybody kind of does. Everybody has a little different things, and so like we talk about, you know when you walk in or you send your clients in and they get their plan, you know, you're getting five different options, you know, cause a loan officer knows, you know, five different ways to go about it versus just, here's your one thing, you know, have a great day. You know, I think Let's a good analogy stuff. is, you know, the analogy of a mechanic, you know, a mechanic that works on Chevy cars, you know, Chevys are all built roughly the same way. They know how to fix a Chevy, but you take a, an Audi in there, you know, they're going to have a hard time fixing the car. So, you know, think of us as a mechanic that can work on all different brands of cars. They're all put together different. Um, you know, the parts are different. The, the way you unscrew things are different. And so having that much more knowledge, yeah, you know, you're, you're dealing with what would be considered, a, you know, more of an expert. And we love to talk about this. So if, you know, if anybody has any questions or they want to, you know, you're an agent, you're even client or whatever you are, a loan officer. And if you want to talk about, you know, the difference or anything, you know, Feel free to contact us off the show, and you know we would gladly, we, gladly. We chose to be brokers it. for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, another question we have here is: What is a one-time close FHA VA construction loan? This is uh, Dave's forte here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, you know FHA VA is what we have here. USDA, um, we've got access to that as well. Conventional, um, but essentially one-time close. You're able to purchase a lot. You're able to uh, work with a custom home builder and um, all in one transaction, one closing, one underwrite. Uh, we're allowed to wrap everything together and um, to be able to close on loan so that you can build your, your dream home. Because mostly, right, I, I'm mostly, um, construction loans are generally two different loans, correct? So this is unique to where it's, it's just the one loan? Correct. So... Um, It'd be called interim financing if you're going to work because somebody needs to pay to build the home unless mm -hmm. the builder has you know cash sitting in their pocket to do it. Um, so generally, there's got to be some sort of financing to give them the money to build the thing. You got to pay you know for everybody to put it together, 
Um, but then at the end, what traditionally is understood as an end loan or just purchasing an existing home, um, that would be the second closing, the second underwrite. So in the one-time close, it's a package deal. You save on fees and all that. Save on fees. You save on time. You save on stress and headaches. Um, one underwriting process rather one than One underwrite. That's right. It's a really cool, really cool process. So. And the, the best way to go about that stuff, obviously, if, you know, just scratching the surface on it, you have more questions, you know, it's, it's a very complicated process. The good thing is, you know, is Dave's kind of got it down. And, and the best thing to do is, you know, before really, if, if you're considering building a new home or, or something of the, the sort, you know, just reach out and, you know, like we always say, get that plan. Because the plan, you know, when you go into a construction loan, the plan is a lot more crucial, and, and having you know all your uh, co- you know all the ducks in a row is a lot more crucial than you know just going and you know buying a a, a standard home and just doing a, a conventional mortgage. You know, it's there's there's it's the process is just a little bit more complicated. Yep, you don't you don't want to just start swinging a hammer. You want to have the blueprints and a plan together when you're getting to something like that. Yeah, I literally will uh will save a lot of headaches and. You know, if you're married, it'll probably say a lot of arguments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another question we got here is, and this goes along with being mortgage brokers, what is a wholesale mortgage rate? Um, so a wholesale mortgage rate is, you know, it's 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 the how to explain it here. So a retail or or a lender, they have a rate. So it's it's kind of a, a wholesale means we we are kind of the second. We're we're a first level, so we're a wholesale. So, you know, they offer us a little bit better pricing than they they have at the retail branch because, you know, they're not paying for infrastructure. I guess it's uh is Sam's Club wholesale? Yeah, use use the Sam's you know, Club. You know, the bigger uh, mm-hmm. Sam's Club. You know, you're buying a bottle of ketchup from the grocery store. You know, it's going to cost you two bucks. You buy a big vat of it from Sam's Club. You're able to sell ten bottles of it at a buck a piece. So. Um, you know, our price sheet is a wholesale rate sheet because we deliver many mortgages. We get a discount. Um, why do we get the discount? Yeah, well, because we do the job for the bank. They don't have to pay their staff to do as or much. Or middlemen and all that type of yep. stuff. And, and yep. you know, you got to pay the benefits to bank employees. You got to pay for that uh, nice fancy branch that you just opened. All those yep. type of we're, things. We are. We have an independent contractor relationship with with the bank. We're we're not an employee. So. Yeah, I always say we have to pay for our own light bill. That's right. <laughs> so we get we get a little bit better, better rates. What else we got, Jake? Uh, how many lenders does Satori work with? Um, thirty. Thirty. Thirty plus. I thirty mean, plus. We're we, we're kind of going on a tirade right now with signing up. Steve's taking over. Them. Yeah. Broker <laughs> um, packages. On support. You know, <laughs> I shut that down for a while. And we, it well, back. You know, the, the big difference is if we touched on it, you know, on our mortgage buzz before with like, you know, like Angel Oak and some of these other things. And, you know, Dave was mentioning subprime. The One of the big things that we're seeing that's coming back into the market um, and it's, it's allowing us to sign up with more lenders is is the non-QM stuff that we talk about. The, you know, the, the stuff that doesn't fit the conventional box. It's not the standard FHA. It's, it's a little bit out. You know, it's a little bit outside the box for whatever reason there is. Um, and, and I think that, you know, we're just definitely starting to see that come, you know, into the market a lot more. Um, so it's it's creating, I would say, most lenders we sign up for right now, currently to add on to the 30 plus are probably something that offers some type of non-QM. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely interested in expanding that market. You know, I think what 
um, it's viewed as as maybe something for less than perfect credit, things like that. And actually, non-QM is not necessarily less than perfect credit. Oh. Um, it's alternative methods of qualifying income. You know, we've got bank statement loans. We've got um, investor cash flow operates like a commercial loan. We're using the servicing ratio of the property. Um, so correct, and I think that's that's why it's so strong is because it's not it's not banged up credit. It's people that are putting down a lot of money that generally pay their bills that are finding constructive you know financing. So you know, to answer that question is we work with a lot of lenders, and everyone's different. So yep. while I hear the music, Jake, I think that's the end of the show. David, thank you so much for coming yeah, thanks, by. We'll yeah, do thanks, it again, guys. and have a great fun. Sunday. All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions.